athletic where he like brings all this data about how his team is getting wronged and i'm just like what are we doing here stop it you have to be willing to rewatch a movie oh hell yeah hell yeah their defense is atrocious. I'm sort of the rock star. Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? <laughs> All right, welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Mundelkin, Ben Craw, Brandon Lizzie, a.k.a. Whammy, joining us to break down the second round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, gentlemen, I ask you please to respect the code, conduct yourselves with some dignity and honor yeah. on this podcast. We need, we we, we need to protect the code. The code. We need to yeah, respect and protect yeah. the, this. We have great. The code has never been in worse shape, folks. Yeah, the code is have, the code has had kind of a week. Uh, uh, we've got great ever. respect for the law, both the written and the unwritten law mm-hmm. that governs right. the uh, yeah. you know the NBA insider uh, space. That's how I live my life. So, uh, yeah, we'll just be mindful of that. Whammy, it's been an interesting week or so since we've spoke. Sure. A uh, few, few plot twists here in the NBA playoffs. <clears throat> How has it uh, been for you watching hoops the last few days? Well, it's, as a fan of the code, it's been distressing. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. We've all had a really been, bad time. Uh, yeah, the code has been, been tread on. difficult time. Yeah. I've, um, you know, I've made some phone calls, talked to some vets. Uh, they're upset. I'm upset. Nobody's happy with the way the code has been treated. And hopefully on this podcast, we can kind of get through, you know, why it's important to live We'd by We'd love to get a little yeah. uh, resolution here. Uh, exactly. Ben, we're, we're, we're back on the horse today with your old favorite. It's Love It or List It. Mm, the best. Yes. A fan favorite. My favorite. Who doesn't? Swish FM original. Yep. Yeah, you guys know the deal here. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to give you a scorching hot take. You'll tell me That's... copping it or dropping it, pumping it or dumping it. If we are loving it or listening, Parting it, it or um, farting it, stump yeah. it or thump it. Okay, so let's Slurp let's, it or derp let's it. dive in here. Um, let's start in the Eastern Conference. We started in the Western Conference last week, so we'll start over in the East this week. Um, ben, the Miami Heat lead the Philadelphia 76ers three games to two. Uh, the Heat rolled past the 76ers 120 to 85 in Game Five to take a 3-2 series lead on Tuesday night. Jimmy Butler scored 23 points. Max Struess added 19 and 10, and the Heat have moved now one game away, one win away from a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals. The uh, the 35 point margin of victory was the biggest one yet in the playoffs this year. Whammy, you know, there's a bunch of just stuff to discuss here, but one, sure. I, I, I think I want to begin by maybe pouring one out for Joel Embiid for a sec. Ugh. This dude is playing with you know that Phantom of the Opera mask. Looking he's good. got the yeah. the broken orbital bone in his face. He's got a torn thumb ligament. He, in all likelihood, is still suffering and and playing through a concussion. Yeah, uh, he struggled on Tuesday night. You know, he, uh, he I think he had 17 points, but the guy's playing with immense pain. Daddy can barely, you know, record a podcast with a hangnail, much yep, less a headache. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of criticism to go around for the 76ers, but wham, love it or list it, Joel Embiid takes none of the blame. Um, you know, I guess 
blame is a weird word. He, he's always had these injuries. He's always had these games missed. You know, as the the poster boy of the process, he, he missed his whole first year. Two years, right? Two years, yeah. Didn't Some play. Some fluky injuries yeah. too. Like this is like the second. This is very fluky. He's got a. Right? He's really got to uh, just stop intentionally, deliberately getting these injuries. I, I think he's. Yeah, that's I, right. I do blame him because if it were <laughs> up to me, I would. Yeah, you. I would injured. I would choose yeah, not to get injured. I, it just it doesn't right. seem that complicated to me. Yeah, you, it's hard to blame him for these things, but I do think um, you know when you, if you're a Sixers fan, you're like, well, we need. We want a guy who plays all the time, you know. So the blame comes. We need a, we need a big that. strong man, not a weak man. We need a big strong man who, yeah, whose calling card is playing and holding me when I need a playoff victory. And who has big and muscles? Not, yes, that's right. A man who can, you know, teach you how to survive in the wild, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Knows how to fix a cowboy the car. poet, if you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a warrior poet. Yeah, that's better. right. Yes, and uh, Embiid has, you know, best ability is availability, and he lacks that from time to time. But I love, you know, you love Embiid, and you want to see him win. And I honestly, guys, we're going to talk all this hootenanny about how these teams are up 3-2. They're the home team. They're the higher seed, and they just lost two games in a row. I think, I believe they both lost two games in a row. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what happens. That's great point. In, in your daddy's NBA, is they the higher seed usually wins this two-two game, unless there's a crazy injury or whatever. So it seems to be going at course here. So yeah, yeah Wham. Let's let's pick. Let, let, let's uh, tease that tease that out a little bit. So Miami's up three-two in the series. That's right. But Philadelphia is still a very difficult environment to play in uh wham is is this thing you you think this thing is going seven games i've been on the record on this podcast as saying the heat are not a serious team and i still feel very much that way this is a team that can't score um has great coaching and a great defensive grit but no uh, and and culture and culture oh the culture oh my goodness i forgot about cannot underestimate the culture no, you can't. The culture and the code, when those things combine, that's a champion. Mm-hmm. This triple C's of basketball, we all know. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's going seven, and I think Philly will win. I don't. I don't think that there's. I, you think Philly I, wins think game he, seven? I do. In Miami, I don't think the Heat are serious. I just don't. Wow. I, just don't. Wow. I think okay, everybody can say wow, but are the Heat going sure to can. the finals? We love it. No, it's a strong take. Um, ben, what about you? Do you think this is going back to Miami for a seventh game? Uh, yeah, I think it probably will be because it seems like the Sixers play better at home. Um, and I also think that it's totally possible that they have like a poor first quarter. The crowd turns on them and it just turns into an absolute mm. like disaster. And yeah. Um, yeah they're booed off the court to end their season. Um, (laughs) Honestly, like very, very much in play. Um, Yeah. I think it's just unfortunate that as a uh, grown man, Joel uh, Embiid um, sometimes feels sad. um, And, uh, and, and lets that um, as Charles Barkley, (laughs) uh, um, what's the word like proclaimed on NBA on TNT that, uh, that, that the reason he played so poorly is, is because he was sad at not winning the MVP. Um, is that why he's? That's what he said. Yeah. Did you not see that? Yeah. No. At, 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 no. I think at halftime of uh, of Game Five of the Sixers Heat series, Charles Barkley said basically implied like. Oh, sorry. I thought you said that Embiid said that. I was like, what? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no Bar- Barkley just made made up this idea and said right, that right. Uh, 
that because the uh, MVP was was officially announced, even though it had been obvious for weeks or, mo- right. or months, a long, long time. because it was announced. Anybody who pays attention to a straw poll. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because it was announced last night uh, that Embiid had, didn't win, he was moping, and that was the, uh, the yeah. cause of his poor play. Um, well, to be fair, I was down last night because of that. Yeah. I took a bit, yeah, I took a bit of a... <laughs> I mean, listen, I Took can't... a bit of a respite. I, yeah, I can't say I was, I was in the best yeah. mood. I wasn't on my A I was game. affected. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I accidentally uh, overcooked dinner, and... Um, yeah. yeah just, Bedtime was a little rough for the kids last night, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, no, it happens to all of us. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's just... It's not... This is mostly inconsequential, because the Sixers were never going to go that far. Like, they're not an NBA Finals team. Um and James Harden, Question, though, it turns out, is not actually the James Harden that played in Game yeah, 4. He's no, the he's James not. Harden that played in every other game of the season. Right. Um, but well, Who's more likely to go to the finals, the Heat or the Sixers? Just before, let's take away the 3-2. I mean... Who are, which, who are you picking to go to the finals? Definitely neither of those teams. I guess... Sorry, I, sorry. Let's say the Eastern Conference Finals. Sorry. Uh, Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm going to pick the Heat if you want me to officially mm. go on the record because I think they're going to win mm. Game 7 in Miami. Cause, um, yeah, I said disregard yeah, they, the 3-2. I'm just saying. But they practically... Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, they also have two cracks at it versus... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's a stupid question I asked, so... I'll well, pretty, pretty stupid. Pretty stupid, yeah. yeah. You yeah, know maybe what? Maybe work on that one workshop. Question. Yeah, take, a, take uh, a minute. Come back. Can we strike that? Yeah, okay. we sure. can delete that. Yeah. Ben, you, you mentioned James Harden and that game four that he had, 31 points, you know, hitting the array of catch and shoot and step back threes. It would have been so cool if that was James Harden. Like, it, it would have, right. like, how fun oh, would it man. be? How if, sick would that like, be? Like, that would have been, I, like, I remember when the trade happened, and I, I think on this podcast, I was like, I'm really excited. Like, this is getting me, like, ja- like really jazzed and fired up. Because yeah, the idea of like peak Harden and peak Embiid together, I'm like, would be really. This fun. is going to be really fun you to watch. Sounded like me last year talking about Julius Randle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that's probably uh, accurate. Like wow, you were that's, legit. That's so, yeah, so, you were so legit. Like lit up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just sucks that that that's More that like that was like that we we got like a little taste of it and then it was just just as quickly taken away yeah. from us like a little like a dream that you wake up from and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm. Uh, that's not actually my life. A friend of the show, Henry Abbott, wrote this interesting blog post the other day. I don't know if you guys saw it. He was talking about whether or not James Harden is back. And in the post, Henry quotes David Thorpe saying, uh, quote, the way age works is not that it makes you generally unspectacular. It's that it makes you spectacular less often. You have a great game, and then you don't have one mm. for a while. A and you will again, yeah. and you will again, but you just never know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so Henry Abbott mentions how other players have like gracefully aged. He mentions, you know, and, and that they've made changes in their routines. Chris Paul turned to veganism. Sure. Dirk Nowitzki stopped drinking alcohol during the season. Nerd. Steve Nash talked talked yeah, about how uh, Steve Nash talked about how at the end of his career he was living off like fruits and nuts. <laughs> so Ben, let's uh, let's he let's, for, let's he was foraging. Yeah, he was like literally in the, in he the was fields. living in a tree. Ben, love it or list it exactly. James <laughs> Harden with squirrels and birds. 
James Harden needs to embrace intermittent fasting and uh, you know maybe something like the the, the paleo diet this offseason if he's going to return to his MVP glory days. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think he should start uh, taking some silver solution. Um, I think there's all sorts right. of alternative medicine. There's lots of things. Yeah. 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 He should start watching uh, old reruns of uh, the Dr. Oz show to uh, right. figure That'll out how to, how to shed a couple pounds. Um, yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of things. It's all about wanting it. Does he does he want sure. it uh, <laughs> yes. enough? Yes, it is. And this is a guy. This is from a guy who looks like Dan Blazarian. Don't forget That's that correct. Ben <laughs> knows what he's talking about. He's been he's been mistaken for Dan yeah. Blazarian in public. <laughs> it looks so. like and James, works out like as yeah. well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, whammy, Milwaukee uh, is tied with the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, 2-2. Game five is tonight. So, Wham, um, let's talk about what we know about the series thus far. So, yeah. after Giannis Antetokounmpo dunked on Al Horford on Oof. Monday night. Didn't make the, Al happy. <laughs> the Bucks superstar received a technical foul for something uh, saying something in Horford's direction mm. and Al said quote I didn't make out what he said but the way he looked at me didn't sit well with me mm. that got me going <sighs> Horford finished game 4 with 30 points yeah 11 of 14 that's, yeah. that's on the heels of game 3 when he finished with 22 and 16 rebounds so whammy lover to list it Giannis has woken a sleeping giant playoff Al is a force to be reckoned with lover to list it uh Wham, playoff this, Al is now activated, and it's yeah. too much to handle for the defending champ. It Bucks. appears you're driving at what I may need to make a mea hoopa. Yeah, I was just, just going to bring this up. <laughs> thank, thank you for not forcing me to do it myself. Do we want a mea hoopa? Yeah. Um, do we want a mea hoopa? So, okay, this is, uh, for the record, the first time that Al Horford, since back-to-back national championships at Florida, has come alive in a big game. And made a difference. Mm. This is number one time, you know. Um, and do I think it'll happen again? No. I think he will wake up this morning and uh, be like, ooh, you know, uh, you know, two days later. This definitely doesn't sound like a mayor to me. I don't, I don't, I'm not, no, I'm it not, doesn't sound like it does. I'm not hearing any reference to a previous like take that Al Horford might yeah. score four points and get five rebounds right. and be a complete knockback. And he will, and he will, and he will, <laughs> and he will. The chances of him doing this again... After never having done it for whatever twenty years he's been in the NBA, two thousand eight mm. was when he was drafted. He's never been good. Um, no, uh, he's one? been very good, but he's not been good in the playoffs, and he's not someone who I think at this age you can. Thirty five. I don't think mm. you can count. Might as well be one hundred and five at that point. I know. Um, I've been thirty five. It wasn't good, folks. <laughs> it, that's the hill gets steep. The decline is quick. So yeah, no no mea hoopa from me. Uh, he, Al Horford made me look mm. like a fool. But um, I will maintain my fool stance and put speak more and be declared more of a fool if he does this again. All right. I'm double downing. Um, uh, I'm not mea hooping. Uh, this will not. Again, this is the big boy game. Game five, you know, three, two. It usually goes to the home team. And that's what's supposed to happen. That's chalk. But I think Boston is going to eat it in uh, uh, back in back in Boston. Game six? What are they? Yeah, no. These are some great takes. Let's figure out yeah. where these games Let's are being played the and then seed. pick the Let's, home team. Boston's the higher seed. Okay. Yeah. So, so it'll be Boston, Milwaukee. So they'll be Boston. coming back to uh, Milwaukee now, right? Mm. 
Oh no! So you're, oh, that's Boston. sorry. That was what I was mistaking is because I was thinking. Hang on, if the game is played in were... Milwaukee, I think I okay. might like the All Milwaukee right. Bucks to yes, win that one. Right. So well, it'll be Boston. We'll this at, is Game Five. We'll take, I was we'll take a look wrong at where about these... the count of the series. It's tied two-two. Hmm. That is my mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hal Horford did this in Milwaukee. Uh, the Bucks will win in Boston. Whoa! And we will go on from there. There you go. Um, all right, whammy doubling down. We love it. Doubling and... down in a confusing, non-informed way, mm-hmm. the best possible way, the way of the podcast. <laughs> ben, I know you love it. You're a big fan, so let me uh, throw some big data at you. Mm-hmm. I know you're a big fan of data. Sometimes uh, f- I can also be a little suspicious of it. Five, yeah. five of twenty-two. That's twenty-two percent from the field. That was what Drew Holiday shot mm. uh, in Game Four. 22%, 5 of 22. Yeah. Um, with Chris Middleton out another few weeks with that hamstring injury, the Bucks have had to rely on Drew Holiday to pick up the offensive burden. He was just 2 of 12 in the second half. He went 0 for 5 from the field in the fourth. Mm. Ben, love it or listed. Uh, you know, Drew Holiday can't miraculously uh, turn into Kobe Bryant or Kevin Durant overnight here, but if Milwaukee's going to win this series, Drew Holiday's going to have to start making some shots. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I, uh, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I don't think that uh, that he's got it uh, in the tank. I feel like Drew Holiday at this point in his career is more of a like you know defensive floor general type. He's not he's not really the kind of guy you can just rely on to go out there and carry you in a fourth quarter. Um, so I smell some trouble for these uh, these defending champs. I don't know mm. about Whammy's. Uh, Game five prediction or game six prediction, but um, yeah. if I had to bet on it, uh, I would uh, I would put my money uh, wow. on those Bean Bean Town boys. Wow, Ben no. is drinking the green Kool Aid mm-hmm. once again. Yeah, I'm going to dye my hair green like uh, like Marcus he's, Smart. He's <sighs> under the spell, folks. He's under he's under the spell of the green wave. Yep. Uh, we're going to head out color. west talk talk uh, about some of the the matchups here in the Western Conference. So we have the Phoenix Suns leading the Dallas Mavericks three games to two. After the Suns uh, got off to a slow defensive start, Dallas shot uh, nine of 17 in the first quarter. Phoenix ramped up their defense in game five. The Mavs closed it out, only shooting 18 of 54. And the Suns have now have a commanding 3-2 series lead. Uh, Phoenix got off to a slow start in this one, but Devin Booker kept them afloat, finishing with 28 points on 11 of 20 shooting starting a 33 to 14 rally in the third quarter that really sealed the game the suns outscored the mavs by 25 points when booker was on the floor whammy let's start with you um good teams you know uh finish off their opponents when they're down so love it or list it wham phoenix polishes off dallas on thursday night and advances to the western conference finals um that's a big 10 for game uh, game six here in Dallas, um, I think that they do it. I think I mean you. It was so it was such a crushing defeat watching that game and just seeing. You could see Luca. You know they're up ten, they're up fourteen, they're up sixteen, eighteen. Yeah. And you could see Luca coming down and just forcing, trying to score. And you know watching it reminded me of young LeBron on some of his teams uh, in the early aughts mm-hmm. when he would be in the playoffs and all alone. And he's a singular supernova talent, but I think Phoenix, I think I'm warming up to Phoenix as the eventual NBA champion. Ooh. Wow. Um, 
when they when they lost the two games to Dallas, you're th- you know th- love this famous saying by Ben, one of the greatest tweets of all time, um, is that he said he saw La La Land and he wanted to visit L.A. And then he saw Neon Demon and thought, oh, don't want to go there. <laughs> Hang on now. Not so fast. It was the sa- it's the same with the, with the Phoenix Suns. It really kind of depends you, on your perspective, doesn't are you it? Down, are you down? You just lost two games to the Dallas Mavericks? Uh-oh. Yeah. And then you watch that game last night, and you're like, okay, all right, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, um, yeah, big change of heart. Uh, the, the, that game was so crushing. I don't know if you watched it. It's funny it how, um, uh, uh, yes, obviously I watched it. I watch every game. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. It's funny how sometimes the... The good team plays really well and wins, and then sometimes the but good team other times, just doesn't whoop. doesn't play well, and then they lose. And, and that's you're the like, NBA. That's yeah, yeah. That's why they turn to us for the info. It's then. Con- it, yeah. it can be confusing. Um, yeah, because you're thinking this is a good team; they should be winning. Right? Why then, not? Like try harder. Hey, what's the deal? Use your, yeah. use your skills. Um, um, put do, the basketball more in the hoop. Do the things the other teams hands. Do the things that you were yeah. doing in the previous game because um, right. those, those things were good. worked. Right. So why are what you you're not doing now doing isn't doing working? Um, right. Yeah, it can be yeah. really upsetting and sort of disor- disorienting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Perfect. So who's to say? Um, you know, that's that's my that's where I land on it. Let, who's to say? Let's talk about the Mavs. Let's talk about the Mavs for a sec. So they're now on the verge of elimination, mm. and it struck me while watching a few of these games that the Mavs are not like one great star player away from beating a team like the Suns. You don't think that if they had Hardaway, even if they had Hardaway, you don't think they would have been at least, See, this is at least going to seven if they have Hardaway? Yeah, Hardaway is not the player I'm talking about, though. Like, no, yes, but I'm I saying d- they're very good even. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I agree. My yeah. point is that um, Dallas is a good team, but Phoenix is arguably the best team left in the playoffs. And, yeah. you know, they That's made the NBA difference. Finals. Yeah, Some real disrespect to the those Celtics, finals. guys. Real disrespect on the airing. Well, the Celtics stink, Ben, so I can't wait for them to lose to the Sixers. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. But to compete with a team like Phoenix, you really have to have multiple threats and multiple options. And Dallas right now, like their their plan is just to let play just Luka, Luka Ball. See what you can do. Yeah, you know, and, you do and, and you don't. Yeah, Dallas is getting there, it seems, but they just need to continue. I think they just have to continue drafting and developing better. Um, you know, Jalen Brunson's really good. I, I, I know it's not JD. like... It's not like a sexy, exciting thought, but Dallas just needs to find their own versions of Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson. Like those That's guys not are easy, all. Though. Yeah, not no, easy. I, I, I know it's not easy, but I'm, I'm saying I don't think their solution to beating a team like Phoenix is That's just a number, signing a number signing one, one pick, player. a number thirteen pick, or whatever Mikhail Bridges was. And yeah, Cam, what was Cam Johnson? Cam Johnson number was in the teens. Not, yeah. But somewhere in the teens, yeah. They're not getting help. They're in a they're in the LeBron Vortex. You know, they have this singular talent who a man who will be likely one of, if not the best player in the NBA in two to three years, and that's impossible to add another star around him, and they're gonna not draft they're not gonna draft and develop because they're afraid of, you know, his window closing and um gotta keep Luca happy. Gotta keep yeah, they're going to make like, a bunch of scared Otherwise, he's going to go to Miami. Right, right. But he's like 24 or 25, and he's signed to a long-term extension, right? Like, they, he, they, they, in the, like you were saying, you were comping him to LeBron. Yeah, they found, but, they did the hard part. Like, drafting mm-hmm. LeBron or dra- drafting Luka, that, to me, seems like the hardest part. Like, it finding is. the one great player. I agree. It is very difficult, but then when you have the, I mean, watching the Cavs, the Cavs 
you know, LeBron signed his big extension and then left because he was like, you know, I'm 28. When Luca's deal is up, he could say, I'm tired of losing the second round. I'm taking my talents to Miami. But that's in four years or five years. Luca just signed a four-year What's happening next year? Are they getting better next year? I mean, they did just make the second round for the first time with Luca. Yeah. You know, I think steady incremental progress. Hey. Okay, so that's what I wanted. Turkey here. What do, you, what, do you, rings. what do you pro- what, what do you, you propose? Think, what do you think the should they sign? Like? Can they sign Durant? Um, Maybe they, they should try to sign Durant. Giannis. Well, okay, all right, I get what you're he's, saying, but he's going to say this. He's going to say it's the same thing with uh, Embiid. You know, he's going to be like, I can't win here. I got to go somewhere else. Mm. You you have to do something, but there's nothing to do, and every move you make is for Tim Hardaway and Kristaps Porzingis. And those don't work out, and you try to make more moves. It's like this. It's like a quicksand move situation. They got picks because for Kristaps, didn't they? How do they? What did they? They just like Spencer Dinwiddie oh, and Dinwiddie. Bertans. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they didn't get any picks for him. I don't believe so. Mm. Yeah, wow. that'd be bold of Washington to trade one of their picks for Kristaps. Yeah, I just. I, I think my point, Wham, is that like Phoenix really is a team of like, you know, very crispy. Devin, Devin, yeah. Devin Booker, Devin a Booker's talent. a great, great player. Chris Paul's a great player, and then they have like Maybe an incredible best. team of role players. They're they're really great, great level role players. Mikael Bridges is probably an all star level role. Maybe player. the best starting five in the NBA. Yeah, like that combined talent. They certainly don't have. They might not have the best player in any of the series that they will play. Um, but they, but the sum of their parts the best, is like, yeah. They have the best. Yeah. You know, they're frequently winning at center with Aiton. They're frequently winning at small forward with Bridges. They're frequently winning at two guard with... They got a lot of players, but they don't have Supernova. You know, if you put Dantic in Chris Paul's spot... There you go, Ben. Mm. There's a little trade for you. I like put that. that your trade I machine. like the sound of that a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, now we're yeah, talking. Now we're anyway, cooking fire. Never happened, but, but there you well, go. We'll, I love the we'll, Suns. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to we'll win. Keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on uh, Dallas's offseason. It'll be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's... Uh, talk now about the other series out west golden state mm. is leading the memphis grizzlies three games to one again we're, we're recording this love on this series afternoon. this is the best yeah this is my <laughs> so fun i love talking about the refs can we talk can we have a, a ref segment oh well we'll get to all that right, we'll get to all right. that. i have uh, a lot of whammy. ref thoughts oh baby yeah. i can't wait whammy Just shoot him into my Curry, veins sure steph curry and the warriors struggled on monday night in game four that but they did Golden State rallied, and eventually they beat the Grizzlies, who are without Ja Morant. Lamest fashion possible. Go ahead. The Grizzlies star point guard has a bone bruise in his right knee and is considered doubtful. He's out with a broken code. Um, I tried my best to think of an interesting way to talk about this series without Morant, but really there's really no use, is there, Whammy? Unfortunately, without Morant, the Grizzlies do not have much of a chance to win this thing. The Grizzlies were 20-2 and two without Morant during the season? Arguably a yes. better team without him. Yeah. I mean, they're certainly better S- defensively. Certainly less of an injury risk without John Morant on the floor. That's correct. They were two Desmond Bain passes away from winning yesterday. All, all he had to do was not dribble down the floor, hold the ball for 16 seconds, and chuck up a three. During the last minute, the, the Warriors were losing until under a minute left. And then they characteristically threw their little three balls up in the air and sank them in a mostly <laughs> annoying fashion. I hate watching them. I hate how they win like this. <laughs> the best. Oh, so garbage. And um, 
And, uh, you know, I think, um, I think now it's time to talk about the code. I think yeah. I want to bring you Let's guys back to there's really a third, uh, United Kingdom. There's a third team in, in this series. The code. And it is the code. And, Perhaps the and most tell important you, team. I've nicknamed the Warriors uh, Alan Turing because they are breaking they the code. They break all the codes. And uh, just as Alan, who's a world-recognized hero, broke the code of the Nazis in World War II, mm-hmm. the Enigma machine, uh, delivering the Allies' victories in uh, the naval war in the, in the Atlantic and Pacific. Um, the Warriors are imitation game. Similarly, that's my breaking, Oscar pick. Breaking the code, um, and it is gross, and it's not, and not a good way. They've got to stop that's doing the it. Difference. That's where the analogy falls apart. Is because Alan Turing <laughs> a plus. Well, the code the Warriors, that Alan no broke was, was a bad code. A bad code. And the code and that the, code the, the Warriors, Warriors are breaking. And I would argue the Grizzlies as well. I don't think anyone is. Oh, innocent. the code is just being thrown. I yeah. think the code is being passed back and forth, uh, like at some yeah. kind of a frat party. And yeah. um, oh god, Ben. It's, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Horrible. <laughs> uh, the code is is in really bad shape. It is um, no one is is uh, you know taking care Respecting of it and bringing code. it home and making sure it's getting to bed. <laughs> okay, Ben, don't. Okay, sorry, sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's it's tragic. It's awful what's happening to the code. Um, it is, and it's a good code that should be protected <laughs> as opposed to. The a Nazi code, code, like the Enigma code, yeah, yeah. Um, which of course was was used to uh, for evil to wage war against uh, the good the good people of World War II, the good guys. That's right. Um, so good codes and bad codes. Yeah. There's good codes and bad codes. Um, not all codes. You look at the Konami code. Uh huh. Classic code in video game history. Yeah, that was a, one of the good ones. An I excellent think. code. Um, although also uh, a code that you wanted to break. So that's. A little were you breaking I think you were utilizing the code I guess you're right not so much breaking it as knowing it right yeah 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 you look at Morse code that's helped a lot of people Morse code's great dot, that's dot, a good dot, one dash, you dash, don't want to mess with that you gotta know that if you're lost you gotta know that folks mm-hmm. it's SOS mm-hmm. that'll save your life um, uh, just like the NBA code will save your life yeah and that's why it's so distressing to see these men just uh, casually disregard it yeah, yeah unless it's broken and uh and de- defiled and trouble. left on the side of the road. It's not uh, not not pretty to see. We got all day, folks. We got all day. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, what. I don't know what we're gonna do to get to get this code back. Um, but but uh, I think that, I think need, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I think the only savior that we have um, are the NBA referees. The the Let's the, talk the, the white hats of the NBA. The men who enforce the yeah, rules, enforce the code. Enforce the code. They're like the coders. You like Google? Mm-hmm. Well, it was built by coders. Exactly. And you like these, Facebook? These fellas, yeah. you like that? You like using your computer, logging on the web? They're the Mark Zuckerbergs Googling. of the NBA. They're our That's heroes. Right. Um, they enforce the code. They write the code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ben, the, the, uh, I, I have a take here. Uh, the, NBA, the NBA referees yeah. yes. um, often catch coders. the ire of often catch the ire of fans, but late last week, veteran referees Scott Foster and Ed Malloy put a big smile on our faces mm-hmm. oh. 
as the ever. zebras, Jokers. the zebras how released you, their first uh, viral video. How can so you fun. how can you be mad at these guys? Of course, right. for those who missed it, uh, Malloy and Foster were mic'd up and now infamously joked that they had no idea who Jack Harlow was when he was up on the jumbotron during the Celtics Bucks opener. This was followed by the official NBA referee Twitter account releasing a fun spoof video of Foster and four of the referees rapping along to Harlow's song love it. Nail mm. Tech. Ben, Delightful. We, uh, do we love it or list it? The refs are a bunch of good, hilarious guys. We need uh, more good, wholesome referee content. What do you think? Uh, love it or list we it? love it so much. We love it so much. You know, it's just great to, to see that human side of these refs. Um, right. They really should be, I think, a, a bigger part of the NBA uh, product, you know, uh, of the entertainment product, because they are so entertaining. They're so lovable. Um, they love smiles and laughs. And, you know, they do it for the for the smiles. They do it for the giggles. Um, They're showmen. And, yeah, they put on a show. They put on a, a wonderful show. I would propose in the off season to add more referees uh, to the court. Maybe um, someone like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman would be a like great NBA referee. He clearly loves the game. He knows the game in and out. Um, I think he'd be fantastic in the role. Um, yeah, I want I want more mics. I want maybe like honey, go honey. Let's stay in tonight. Put on TNT and let's see, see what, what Ed Malloy's up to. Yeah, I now, we need extra like like uh, you know like backstage like reality shows starring these referees. Um, I think they should be featured a lot more prominently on, you know, the, the halftime show with with uh, with Ernie and Kenny and Shaq and Charles. I think they. Um, I think when they they do the tip off, they should do like fake fake tosses. Oh yeah, maybe maybe dance, more toss dance it to moves. themselves and then go dunk. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of them can dunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more dunk. more like gags and goofs. Maybe bring out like a fake ball at some point. Um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. They go to. They pass the guy the ball and it's made of chocolate. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, ben, they should do the Spider-Man meme. Wouldn't that be fun that if would they be, all did oh, that? That'd be, oh, that would be oh, amazing. That would be amazing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. More, Wait, more now, memes. I, uh, yeah, the Jack Harlow thing was stupid. They shouldn't have done that. But can I just push one little bit back? Mm. And you, you, we, We're criticizing them for being showmen. And the common refrain you hear from players is, nobody came to see the refs. And, you know, they, like, what are these, they're calling all these fouls, they want to be the center of attention, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very specious claim. And also, like, I kind of did come to see the refs yeah. enforce a regular set of rules that all everybody will follow. Yeah. So, like, I just, I don't, I actually don't like when players are like, well, these refs, they just want to be the center of attention. They're enforcing the rules that allow you to play the game of basketball without the refs. Yeah, and also that... You it would know, just be Draymond Green and a knife, and also winning give... the NBA championship every year. <laughs> it would be literally like mm. you know the the it would be like Draymond versus Ron Artest for thirty five years of the NBA and mm. just fighting to the death. I find it to be a little bit like um, like a, a, then obviously this Jack Harlow thing comes up, but a little presumptuous for people to be like. Well, they just want to be the center of attention. It's like, no, they, they're there because if they're not there, you can't play basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, we've all been to a rec game that you played, and, you know, you're, you're, it's like it has to stop halfway through because, like, the 45-year-old tax accountant, like, gets too heated and, like, leaves. <laughs> like, I was once at an employee basketball game where our overnight senior 
fought the anchor of the show and was, you know, like if there was a ref there in theory, you know, he could have enforced some set of rules that would prevent us from happening. So yeah. I, I just don't like, I don't like when players say that they want to be the center of attention. They want to enforce the rules. You mm-hmm. want to break the rules because you want to win right. and gain an advantage. Yeah. And that's why you don't like them. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, they need to enforce the, the rules and, and obviously uh, manipulate the outcome of games to ensure that that's star true. players well, the make NBA, the NBA yeah. finals. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, both equally important things. Yep. They have a function. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, we need greater law enforcement. We want more referee content. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, moving on here, guys. Uh, wham, Jeannie Buss is not happy no. with the direction of the Los Angeles Lakers. In an interview with the LA Times, Jeannie Buss said she was getting input on the future of the organization from the likes of Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson. LeBron James, and yes, Phil Jackson. Mm. This year, the Lakers missed the playoffs after a disappointing 33-49 and 49 record and fired head coach Frank Vogel. Whammy, love it or list it, the Lakers are in good hands with Jeannie Buss consulting her ex-boyfriend Phil Jackson and the former president of the team, Magic Johnson, on future decisions. Is Kurt Rambis also in the mix still? See? Sure yeah, I should say Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Rambis and Phil Jackson are sort of attached to the legends, head. Lakers legends. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, I love it. I think the Lakers will be fine. It was very surprising to me that they were so bad. Um, LeBron's not getting any younger. He probably plays, you know, thirty percent less games next year or something. And but it's all about. AD being healthy and you know what are you going to do with Westbrook you've got to find some way to Porzingis Westbrook Um, I do think that they will be fine once they can make that move now there's the other option where LeBron says I would like to go to a contender as he says every time he goes to a team he's sort of like this uh What's his contract status is he a free agent after one year one year Mm -hmm. one year left um, next year, and then he's a free agent. So he could easily be traded mm. um, in the offseason. Uh, he's got the sway. He's got the swagger to pull that off. It'd be crazy if he was traded. He's never been traded in his career, has he? He's been traded. He actually was traded to the Heat in a sign-and-trade. Oh, it was a sign-and-trade. Who, who, who did Cleveland get back for him, Wim? Um, we got like three picks? Eddie Jones? first-round picks. I don't think no. we got any players. I think we got three first-round picks. Heat oh, picks. Wow. Right. Um, did any of the draft picks like amount to anything? They were just like late first rounders, I guess. Right? Um, I, th- I know like- that they did because I um, one of the trades. Uh, I'll have to look this up, but I know that we used the, one of the first round picks in another trade that netted us um, um, a very. I remember looking this up a long time ago, but let me look it up and you guys chat amongst yourself here. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll figure this. I'll figure this out. <laughs> All right, Ben. But I we'll think move the, on. Yeah, what do you think of the Lakers? No, I want to hear what Ben thinks of the oh. Lakers. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, um, I think it's funny that um, they won a championship like two years ago, and then everyone's like, "This franchise is in the toilet." Um, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. But it's also kind of true <laughs> because how the fuck? Well, it's just crazy. Are they ever going to get better? It's crazy that they won, and their impulse was to like break the whole yeah team exactly down. like like oh we need we they were like okay we won now let's trade montrez harrell let's get rid of yeah, alex Caruso. yeah we need to rejigger let's everything let's get rid of kcp kuzma's got no play it's like, yeah wait, not be a strong why? defensive team because you know that was what won us a championship so let's move away from that identity 
definitely fire the head coach because obviously he's a he, he's a failure. He can't win a ring except for the one that he won literally a year and a half ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's also ex- just ex- extremely comical that Magic Johnson still has any kind of say in this franchise. I guess they just don't, like, there's been jokes all over Twitter that Jeannie Buss knows five people. Um, <laughs> yeah. So those are the only people that <laughs> she can talk to for, like, advice, um, which I think there has to be some validity to because, like, otherwise, like, wouldn't you, I don't know, like, seek counsel elsewhere? Um, but, um, I don't know. Um, has she weighed in on Winning Time at all? Has she written any angry articles about uh, her portrayal? Yeah, what's her, what's her thought on Winning Time? Um, no, I haven't heard her take on Winning Time. Yeah, mm. I don't know if she's spoken up. But I have read some articles that uh, made it clear that, like, the way she's portrayed in the show is highly inaccurate, um, which, uh, again, we don't have to go go back down a, a winning time rabbit hole, but, uh, yeah, that show's uh, got some issues. But, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope they figure it out. Obviously, you know, the Lakers are uh, one of my favorite teams. Uh, you know, if, if uh, the, the NBA can't be healthy unless the, the Lakers are winning championships, uh, if you ask me, so... It's true. Hoping for their swift uh, return to the promised land. All right. We'll move on now. Uh, ben, there's increasing speculation mm. about the possibility <clears throat> of the San Antonio Spurs looking to relocate. Wait, really? On Tuesday, <laughs> the Spurs owner, Peter what? Holt, listen to this. <laughs> How did I miss this? On Tuesday, huh? Sp- Spurs owner Peter Holt posted a message on Twitter refuting the idea, saying, quote, <laughs> my family became involved with the Spurs in the 90s because there was a real threat that the team would be moved. We would not let that happen then, and we won't let it happen now. Mm. There are no Spurs without the city and the people of San Antonio. This all sort of came about because, I guess, Bexar County owns AT&T Stadium where the Spurs play home games. County commissioners raised concerns about the Spurs requesting to play a few home games this upcoming season in Austin. Austin is obviously a city that's becoming very popular to live. Corporations are relocating there for tax purposes. Um, So Ben, love it or list it, Spurs owner Peter Holt needs to take a blood oath that he will not be relocating this wonderful franchise elsewhere. Uh, I'm going to list that, Chris, because um, there's nothing I love more than teams on the move it shakes up yeah. the shakes up the playing board a little bit it's always fun to see uh, some new energy you know in a new town um sure i think it's exactly what this you know kind of stodgy old franchise uh could use um i would love to see the nba's first franchise in abu dhabi um or uae perhaps Ooh. um Ooh. let's make this global game truly global and um, and branch out into, uh, into some exciting new new countries and territories. Um, and uh, yeah, I think they could, uh, you know, just uh, follow uh, <clears throat> follow the money and and um, and have some fun in the desert. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 they're, the they're already used to uh, follow the money and have some fun in the desert. <laughs> That's what I like <laughs> to say. <laughs> I'm not mad about uh, having some fun in the desert. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, they're already used to let's, the arid climates. So <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. I think they would burning man. feel right at home. <laughs> yep, and uh, have some fun in the old. Uh, maybe they could put a little arena at the top of the Burj Khalifa. Ben's looking at the. He's looking at the success of the Saudi Golf League, mm-hmm. and he's thinking to himself, "Huh." Oh, the work for Phil 
Mickelson. Yep, let's go have some fun in the desert. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get some get some princes, get some royalty involved in ownership. I mean, why not? Can we can we not move? To, I mean, as a, I, I've been personally affected by a team moving. The Browns moved when I was a young man. Mm. Obviously, the, that was a traumatic experience. Did you have boy. did you have like great hatred for the Ravens? So I actually I do hate the Ravens to this day. Um, I actually didn't really follow football until I until the Browns came back. I was not raised a sports fan. I, um, it called to me in mm. my elder years. Um, the reporting, um, you know, the nature of scoops, storytelling. Sure. Uh, those are the things that made me fall in love with it. But yeah, you you hate it when they move and. Um, you know, these billionaires, you know, promising people this community and most of them. Listen, it's all about the people. It's all about the community. That's yeah. why That's why sports teams are created. It's to it's make, such a strange, make friends with your neighbors. strange thing. Yeah, sports, such a strange thing where you have this false promise of, you know, the team, you caring about the team and they're supposed to care about your city and then you meet the people and they're like, I'm from... I'm from Detroit, and I don't know why I'm playing in Memphis, and I don't care about it. And then the owner is also just some guy who had enough money to buy the team and has no connection to the community. Mm. Um, I think it's sad because sports are for kids, and kids believe in that stuff, and that's sort of one of the first ways you're exposed to the reality of life, which is that no one's loyal to anyone, and everyone will just do what's convenient for them in the moment. And have fun in the desert if need be. So, <laughs> Whammy always dropping the truth on. Wow, me. isn't tough, that true though? Doesn't daddy. that feel true? No, that's Doesn't absolutely that true. true? It, it, yeah, folks, I'm sorry, but Whammy's right. Uh, sports yeah. are for kids. Sports they're are not, for kids. That's for, why we do the podcast um, yeah. about sports. Uh, the children are the primary listeners. For my five-year-old son. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, I just it's make magical. I make him listen to every yeah. episode before bed. Um, but imagine you're growing up, you you love the Spurs, you're in San Antonio, you're thinking, you know, we're the best out here. Mm -hmm. Tim Duncan, you know, runs through my veins and I'm a champion like him. And then all of a sudden somebody wants to do uh, meth on top of the Burj Khalifa and you're, uh, you know, the Dubai Spurs and Ben's loving it. He's having a good time. Yeah. He doesn't care, and you're I'm, eight years I'm, old, I'm and you don't know which ticket. way is up. I'm a, I'm, exactly. I'm not a kid. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a grown adult. I know how to. No, you're doing. You're doing what you can do. Yeah. You know, you're going to have fun in the desert. Yeah, and I got then, money to uh, spend. Yeah. All of a sudden, little Jamie and Terry and uh, Tyler, uh, Melissa. Yeah. They're heartbroken, and that stinks. That emotional pain stinks. So there you go. And just for what? For money? Yeah. Hmm. For a few more dollars, you can stick in your bank account. Is that really worth it? I wonder if there's a way we can have referees, like, I don't know, enforce yeah, maintain some kind of a law. Cities. I think that right. there should be um, yeah. a law to, to stop this kind of thing from happening. Because, I, yeah, I do feel like we need to protect the code and we need to protect the kids. Um, Tell you what, you ever been to Seattle? You ever walked by that arena? I haven't. Right at the bottom of a neighborhood called Queen Anne lies the old Sonics Arena, currently occupied by the Seattle Storm. Um, and not much else, and it is sad. And there's all these kids, you know, turn into grunge music. The uh, Seat- does the Seattle uh, hockey team play there? Do they have a? I'm not a hockey guy. Yeah, they best. they got the, a the team Kraken. I think they have a Kraken. soccer team the too, Kraken. don't they? Yeah, a hockey team, soccer, soccer, a soccer team, and a hockey team. Mm-hmm. Um, but soccer wouldn't play in an NBA arena. They'd be playing Who's at, to say? at the uh, at get a, uh, get a little small. home of the Seahawks. A small they field. play the Seattle Sounders play at the Seahawks Stadium. I've actually been to a Sounders game. I should have 
preface that. I've recorded a Sanders game mm-hmm. for work. How about those Mariners? Uh, let's just talk about other team. sports teams from Seattle. Jay Buhner. Yeah. Let's. Hey guys, let's do a little. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. But I just. But that Sonics Arena is very Randy sad. Randy Johnson. There before he came to the Diamondbacks, <laughs> he was a Mariner. Let's few go, people, Jay Buhner, folks. Few people Don't remember forget. that. Don't forget. Yeah, no one remembers this time. That was a great team. Before the strike happened in 94, they were really on pace. Anybody? Joey Cora? A guy named Griffey? Yeah, Yeah. I said Griffey. Ken Griffey? Joey Cora, though? Anybody? Buhner? Cora? Uh, I don't remember Joey Cora. Buhner? Ichiro Suzuki? Yeah, he was later, though, right? We're talking strictly 94. Well, MVP in 2001. It's It's debatable. Most... Most hits by a foreign-born player. Mm. Let's uh, let's wrap up here. So ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported on Monday, Woj, as we know him, that Nikola Jokic would once again be the MVP this season. Yep. Uh, asked if he was surprised, Joel Embiid said, "Quote: I mean, this is something that I knew weeks ago. I'm so surprised that I'm I'm going to be sad. I'm tonight. absolutely <laughs> down, like d- dis- disconsolate and crestfallen, and I'm going to go out." And uh, and mope around Put the court and, and play like Joel shit Embiid to prove said, my the, to, quote, to protest this vote. I mean, this is something I knew weeks ago, even probably two weeks before the season ended. After those games against whether it was Denver or Milwaukee, and when ESPN did its straw poll or whatever, I just uh, knew it wasn't going to happen. He listens, ben, to, he listens to the the wind horse pod. Love it. Montez has got to stop doing the straw the straw poll. The straw poll. The straw poll. No, the straw poll is the is is the most evil thing in in basketball. It's so good. It took it long does. enough, but ESPN's Tim Bontemps is finally the NBA's new kingmaker. Do we love it or That's listen? Right. To it? That's right. Love it. Big love it. Sounds like listing. Ben's a big time listed. Um, I'm listing. Go ahead, Ben. I'll, I'll make my point after you're finished. Well, I just I, I I do have an admission to make to our listeners, which is that I had a vote this year. Um, uh, where did you go? With? I, I I voted for Nikola Jokic, but I need Good. to come clean and admit that I did not uh, actually watch um, uh, a single Denver Nugget or uh, any other team's game this season. I wow. I voted for Jokic because he was on my fantasy team two years ago and. Help me win a, a fantasy championship. Um, so that's pretty much the only reason I, I cast that vote. So I just want to apologize. Um, I know that you know might seem irresponsible. You're supposed to watch a lot of ba- basketball games. I didn't have much time to watch, but I didn't let that um, you know the stop. Criteria is specifically didn't don't vote. Didn't someone didn't thing. let that stop me from voting because I do. I am Can awarded we get a Hugh vote Jackman in here to as a member of the NBA media. Um, so, you know, people might take issue with that, but I stand by my vote. I, you know, I don't think you, I don't think you necessarily need to watch the games to get a sense of who the good players are. If you play fantasy basketball, if you look at some box scores, crunch some numbers and stuff like that. So, um, you know, if you have a problem with me, you can email me, tweet at me. Um, but I, I stand by my vote. Nicole Jokic, MVP. No more, uh, greatest showman from now on. Great trend on TikTok. (laughs) Um, I'm going to list, I'm going to list, uh, the pundits reaction, specifically one Brian Windhorst, Brian daddy Windhorst. Um, I'm coming at him because Mm. I'm so sick of him and everybody else when they give out the MVP award being like, well, the MVP isn't playing in the playoffs. It's a regular season award. They look at the regular season Mm -hmm. and they 
say who played the best over 82 games. There are other awards given to people who play the best in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But to, everybody is, oh, well, Jokic is not playing and Embiid still is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the dude was sick. Embiid was sick. Giannis was sick. But Jokic led a team with nobody else on it to almost the same record as the Sixers and had better numbers. So he wins the MVP for the regular season. That's how it works. But everybody, oh, Embiid's still playing. It's embarrassing for the NBA. No, <laughs> it's a reward. It's an award for the don't regular you, season. Don't you realize it's a, it's a promotional award? You're supposed to give it to the player who... Who's still currently still playing. still playing who fans root for the most, so... Big, big, um, uh, big twist in winning time when Magic Johnson got the finals MVP over Kareem because David Stern made a little backroom deal, a little spoiler there for the final oh, episode. Oh, wow, folks. I didn't realize but, that. But anyway, I hate, I hate, hate, hate. Because frequently, you know, you give out the rookie of the year... And the team that has the Rookie of the Year doesn't make the playoffs. They did this year. Mm. But are you like, well, you know, we gave the Rookie of the Year out and he's not even in the playoffs. No, you don't say that. You don't say it. Why don't they you just don't say it about fucking the award, just announce the award at the, the on last the last day of the, day of the season. season? It's so, so, because so it dumb that they... It doesn't hype you up either for the playoffs in any way. Although, another great moment from winning time, guys, is when Pat Riley... Genius motivator, game six of the finals in 1980, tells Magic Johnson that he was outvoted for rookie of the year, mm. 60 to three. Oof. They voted for Larry Bird, and then Magic proceeds to go off and bring the chip home from the Lakers wow. in a legendary and uh, presumably fabricated story. Um, I wouldn't put it past old Pat Riley. That's then. true. He is a master motivator. Wouldn't put it past old. He is the Zen master's daddy. He's a, he birthed the Zen master. Mm, that didn't the 80s that. Zen master. But anyway, mm. there you go. I just listing the fact that people complain about. Well, the MVP is not even playing in the playoffs sure. anymore. I think we okay, should just a joke. maybe just yeah. get rid of the award altogether. I don't know. I really don't know if it's worth it, frankly. I think that uh, everybody should come out. All the NBA players, after the season is over, have a picnic. Mm-hmm. And I think there should be a stage. I think there should be an MC there, one Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. I think I like there should be going. songs. I like where I this is going. Should, I think the code should be celebrated. Yep. I think the code should be named MVP. We'll call it the, think, code, the code awards. I think we should play some Red Rover. Mm-hmm. I think there should be some barbecue. There should be some... Hand holding, some brotherhood, mm-hmm. maybe some in, maybe some encryption games. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. The code, the code, the coders of the NBA, the refs should do a barbershop. We number. can set up a little doorway with a bouncer outside right. that people line That's up in correct. front of, and then he says, "What's the code to get in the That's door?" Right. And then you can get in if you're an NBA. If you, I'm an NBA if player, you know the, the code, code and protect the code and love the code, then you get to go through the doorway. And yeah. inside the door is our lots of treats and presents. And all these fellas, exactly, are treats and presents, candy, nuts. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> nuts and fruit and seeds. And <laughs> maybe, Steve Nash, maybe Steve Nash's training squirrels. All right, <laughs> Whammy. Steve Nash is tossing baggies of trail mix the, into yeah, the I'm crowd. Gonna, I'm going to yank the plug there. A vegan, uh, <laughs> a vegan James time, Harden folks. is handing out tofu. Thank it you would for be a to lovely, FM. lovely much scene. better than the current oh, system. God. We can please rate review. You know what the we're gonna do? <laughs> what we're gonna do is Apple, we're gonna Spotify, we're gonna make Stitcher. this reality in the metaverse. Yeah. 
This is uh, all the places to get podcasts. It's gonna, it's gonna be. It's it's. We're gonna we're gonna create it. Oh, we're Web Three will be there. Yep. Yeah. Grab some merch at swishfm.com at whammy45 on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Ben Wham, a pleasure as always. Enjoy the hoops. Talk to you guys. See you soon. guys at the banquet. End of the year. <laughs> uh, always fun to do this. Bye. Swish. 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 Swish.